You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is your Welcome America Presents Chasing the Saturdays, episode eight. In our ongoing mission to translate British pop culture for America, we're celebrating the 10-year anniversary of the e-reality show that follows British-Irish girl group, The Saturdays, as they vaguely tried to crack America. Yeah. This episode really did have it all. Babysitting, pumpkin patch, tattoos, and their fun trip to a... Fancy dress shop. <laughs> God. I am Ben. I'm Fraser. Fraser Light Razor. And this is Chasing the Saturdays. Woo! Hashtag sats and tats. Oh, yeah. So, we crash in on some... How would you describe these shoes? (laughs) I've written here a massive platform heels. Yeah, a beige, like a nude beige platform giant heel. I think maybe, like, quite expensive. I think Um, I might have seen a red sole. Well, I remember one of them. YSL did a version of these, so... (laughs) Who knows what they were. This scene I've titled, Frozen Yogurt Isn't Culture. This scene is... (laughs) They're at Tutti Frutti Frozen Yogurt, translation yogurt. (laughs) I have done... One of my favourite things is actually... I hate doing the whole like, oh, we say different words when I'm at work. But have you ever tried to get an American person to say yogurt? Yogurt. I I spent a whole like afternoon doing it, it when I was still in the office and everyone they all everyone ends up sounding really Swedish. They couldn't <laughs> Wait, they, like, they were like yogurt, yogurt, yogurt. yogurt. Yeah, they, they they all became completely Scandinavian. It's pretty fun. I actually really enjoyed this scene because there was a lot to get just a lot to get into. So first of all, Frankie, classic UK, like she's like picks up one of the cups to put the frozen yogurt and she's like Oh, they're massive. <laughs> oh, but I just wanted a small one. Oh, this is really big. It's too big. Do you know what? Portions in America. <laughs> huge. Oh, they're really not. <laughs> they are and they're not. They are like if you go to certain places, but other than that, they're not. I, I don't know. Even like, remember the other night when we ordered takeout from Earth Cafe? It's a big thing you get. That was. Okay. I'm, I'm just thinking about when I went out for dinner on oh, Saturday, I went to Little Dom's and... Actually, I had a huge amount of food. <laughs> I just thought about how big the plate was. That was It was literally the size of like a serving platter that just had a chicken breast on it. Okay, fine. When I was back in the UK last year, I went to a pub in the Cotswolds. Oh, lovely. Just fine dining. And we ordered, really lovely. We're outside, you know, string lights, benches, someone was smoking. And we ordered <laughs> some smoked salmon and it came on, it was like, you know, like, oh, little, little starter, little nibbly bits. Mm. And it came on a, a a plank, and I swear it was just these tiny, like three tiny strips of smoked salmon. Even all the British people at the table were like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, if you hear, you would have like ten salmon. Exactly, a salmon tower. <laughs> okay, so Frankie's amazed, massive cup. Meanwhile, Molly, she's looking at ingredients, or she's looking at flavors, and there's one called Death by Chocolate, and she just says. 
that's me all over. <laughs> and then did you hear in a real distant thing at the back, Frankie goes, we all know I'm going to have plain. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also wrote down here, she wrote, do you think I'll like the vanilla? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Frankie, I think you will like the taste of vanilla. Oh, God, is she going to get vanilla or plain? Which one? I mean, the the exciting content continued as they sat down. <laughs> After they'd worked out how to use the, the Froyo dispensers, they sit down and Vanessa says, I really like pistachio. You just anything nutty. <laughs> and then she starts to choke in a nut. This, <laughs> I actually, until the... The very obvious nut jokes came in. I actually really enjoyed this because, like, we're watching a reality show in like glossy LA of this glossy girl group, and I'm watching someone choke, choke on a nut, choke on a nut ice cream. <laughs> I actually couldn't believe that this was a reality show at this point. I know, I know. I thought, I thought to myself about like the camera crew and like the money and the time and like the coordination and you know the sound department, the editing. I thought. <laughs> This got made into a reality show. <laughs> this scene of these three ding dogs walking in and <laughs> talking about froyo flavors, and they're watching someone choke on a pistachio flake. <laughs> I love that. I love the idea that they're probably. Like, oh well, they'll never use this bit. They had to. They had oh, nothing else. This whole show is filled with scenes that you would think would be on the cutting room floor. There's magic <laughs> in this city. <coughs> Pistachio nut. I know, I know. I wrote the same note that I've written a couple of times after the cold open. There's no magic in this city, is there, girls? <laughs> well, where could we go from a one one stereotypical location to another? Should we go to Mr. Bones Pumpkin Patch, yeah, shall we? We're going to go to a Pumpkin Patch with baby girl Aoife Bell. Yeah. And they, another classic UK line as they're <laughs> wheeling into the pumpkin patch. Oh, only America would do this. <laughs> Although one of them does a good You're Welcome America comparison. Frankie, she says, well, this is like us going to get a Christmas tree, isn't it? I was like, well, they still do that here too. But, you know, the same kind of pomp and ceremony as like going to a Christmas tree place. Yeah, I guess so. I'll give her that. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, my God. So uh, to be fair, so this was 10 years ago. 10 years ago in the UK, you would never get pumpkin patch. No. But I think they do it now. Yeah, it, that feels like something that's filtered over yeah. for sure. There's all those like Instagram. I feel like that kind of autumnal fall aesthetic bullshit thing mm. is definitely... Well, listen, I know it has because I follow Stacey Solomon on Instagram. And oh. she loves putting up an autumnal, you know, selection of crap outside her door. Have a day off, Susan. My cried out loud. Have a day off. <laughs> How many pumpkin patches do you think our girl Stace has been to? She is... Oh, all right, Joe. We're going to some pumpkin patch this weekend. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's got like a wheelbarrow and there's a pumpkin in it, but also one of her kids in it. Oh, one of many. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what's going on here? Nothing. Um, so <laughs> Molly shoves a pumpkin in Baby Gulliver's face. She loves it. <laughs> and then we have, you know, just some of the most crackling and exciting content which is a there's a hay maze but it's not a maze it's a hay bale tunnel tunnel almost like a, an assault course and vanessa and molly are gonna have a race and you know as i noted to myself this is dynamic <laughs> i really liked rochelle in this scene as umpire as i described her it's a very rochelle role so she, she, she falls into that role a lot she was having the best time <laughs> Like she was going bananas at this. <laughs> so yeah, they're racing through these these maze these haze maze maze tunnels. And uh Molly, what does she do? What is she like? Death by chocolate one scene, <laughs> cheating in a hay maze race the next scene. <laughs> she she She's runs so cheeky, isn't she? She runs across the top 
of the maze. Um, and that's that. What's fascinating about this scene is that this is the, so boring. <laughs> and it's boring for us to watch. But those girls are having a good goddamn time. Oh. This isn't them like being like, this is them at a 10 and they're having so much fun. Do you know what I was thinking? I think I note this later on, maybe in the Halloween outfit scene. Oh. <laughs> I bet the girls would watch this show back and be like, oh, we were really wild in our younger yeah, days. You know, for sure. <laughs> was before I settled down. I went to that pumpkin patch and you cheated. <laughs> oh, I was the umpire. <laughs> oh, I liked Vanessa's shirt. What she was she? wearing it. She was wearing a kind of a, uh, like almost like a men's kind of colorful pattern shirt. Mm. And it was something that we have discussed many times before that I think it should go on our list is what? it was the almost exact same pattern as that very specific sleeping bag that everyone had from Argos in the nineties that had some turquoise and purple and oh, yeah. swells on it. It was kind of reminiscent of that nineties Argos sleeping bag. Interesting. And I, thought, I was like, she looks good. She That's looked cool. cool. Yeah. So then we get some shots of the hills, some shots of Malibu, and we finally end up in downtown LA. Yes, we do. A block of flats. <laughs> ben Ben hobbles in in his boot, as as you like to say, boot. with uh, with Una. Okay, this is a good scene. <laughs> Anne is doing peak yeah. Irish mum here. Oh, you're right there. Did you have a good flight? How was the flight? He's like, oh yeah. Ben Ben toddles in in his boot. Anne loves Ben. Yeah, she, she lit up. She lit up. She flocked to him, threw her arms around him. <laughs> yeah. So Ben's over because he's going to do rehab in LA. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> yeah, no, of course he is. Also, I'm confused. Last episode, he strode, I would say, into that christening in a very, I don't know, determined, clear way. I was Ooh. struggling with his book. Are you perhaps suggesting that the sequence of events is not what was filmed in order? Uh-oh. Wow. God, I mean, if this is the editing they had to do to make this dynamic, we're in we're in big <laughs> trouble for episodes nine and ten. Uh-oh. I actually have to say, in that last scene, I did I did make a note to myself, I'm really worried about episode nine and ten. I was like, if this is where we're at now, how is this going to ramp up to a finale? But we saw her next time on. I think Vanessa's nodules are going to get us through. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on in this scene? Ben notices right off the jump that the apartment is very small and the baby girl Aoife Bell's shit is everywhere. And essentially that Anne is right up in their business. Mm. So they sidle into the bedroom and this is where we get a, almost a masterclass in comedy in this scene. And you think, <laughs> this felt like a classic British comedy. I was like, am I watching, am I watching Faulty Towers? This is the that, Faulty Towers reboot right I here. Like, oh, <laughs> where's the laugh track? Because <laughs> basically Una's saying, She's like, do you know what though, Ben? This place is nice, but I can't hear everything. I can hear my mom snoring in the other room. And actually those walls, they don't even go all the way up. It's just a partition. Partitions. <laughs> and then we have a shot of Anne just like standing there lurching around yeah. by herself in the living room. Yeah, just essentially it's just her looking really uncomfortable because the camera crew is just filming her standing. Standing. There, so she doesn't know what to do with herself. And she's sort of standing with her arms <laughs> kind of bes- not on her body, but just like by the sides <laughs> of her body, but out. Like she's a... A Lego figure. Yeah, I thought she looked like a kind of a an NPC character in a computer game. So, you know, someone that's just like sta- walking yes. around the town with their yes. arms like, hello, well, how can I help you? <laughs> yeah. She had that kind of vibe. NPC, non-player character. I don't know. RPG, role-playing game. Um, <laughs> I've written RPSE, your- religious se- sexual personal education. Did you do that? RPSE? We, we had RE. Yeah, because we got, it got, but RE, religious education. But then 
RSPE. It all got rolled into one. It was religious, sexual. What? Yeah. Was it sexual? I feel like I'm making this up, but religious, it's definitely true. Religious, sexual... Because we had an RPSE week R-P-S-E. where we did... Where we had to learn... We learned about sexually transmitted diseases. I remember seeing, like... We saw, like, up close of what, like, gonorrhea looked like. And then we had to put a condom on a plastic, uh, like, thing that was kind of like a dick, but without any dick features. Just a cylinder. And we had to roll condoms onto that. I don't remember a single bit of sexual education. Those two things are emblazoned on my mind because I remember seeing the seeing the, the STIs up close and being horrified and mm. then doing the condom thing. But also at the same time thinking, I don't understand any of this because this isn't because they was all about, you know, sex Traits. between men and women. I was like, well, I guess nothing's ever going to worry me about this. Uh-oh. And here we are. <laughs> I've also written in this scene that Anne's wearing a knockoff green Versace print tropical dress. <laughs> and it's the sort that she would pack for Benidorm. And she could go from the pool to dinner. Right. In that dress. Straight into the evening entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Straight okay. into the Robbie Williams uh, impersonator. Oh, God. I don't want to <laughs> rock Benadon. <laughs> and and say, it's pretty good. Ah, do you know what, though? They did have a Robbie Williams. He was very good. He's a nice young lad. Very good. I like that rock DJ. <laughs> to, the, to the woman in the green tropical dress, this one goes out to you. Okay, so now we're back in the next scene. I've written here, back at Bloody Bellicures. Because <laughs> this we've... is the place on Melrose, right? I don't know, but we've been here previously in this season. <laughs> what? Oh, no, I'm getting confused with the uh, costume shop later that said, like, what did it say on the outside of it? Like, slotware or something. I can't remember. All I know is we've been at Bellicure's earlier this season, so I wonder, same release form? Same yeah, location same release? same location release, same yeah. day, probably. Yeah, just photocopy it and just change the date. Well, if you thought we couldn't top... Basically, a, a string of very dynamic scenes that we've seen in a row. Mm. We're really going to reach the pinnacle of the mountain here because this is a Frankie and Tor scene. What does what Tor stand for? Tormelinos? Um, Raptor? <laughs> Raptor, yep. <laughs> Tor dates. Um, yeah. uh-huh. uh, Trapdoor. Tor is the sister of the movie Tar. Right, Tar <laughs> So... You noted this last episode, but it's, it's worth noting again that they have the exact same voice, <laughs> yes. which makes hearing this scene even harder to hear because it's just these two very flat estuary accents saying the same thing in the exact same tone. Meanwhile, Tor's hair is set like a helmet. <laughs> she's she's struggling with some of the some of the trimmings. Her eyebrows are. There's a lot going on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is the. I'm getting confused. I thought we were at the tattoo place. This is when they're we're at the. The bloody or the manicure manicure place because we've got we've got to talk about the tattoo yeah place of course we could get to the tattoo place <laughs> yeah we couldn't actually launch into that straight away that would be too dynamic I think I've written here the line it's so hot and sunny here and laid back that's <laughs> what laid Frankie back. says that to tour laid back hot and sunny and laid back I, that's that's a pretty that's a pretty pretty good description of Los Angeles and, and also I think Frankie, no, Frankie or Tor, one of them says that they want to go to the Hollywood sign, mm-hmm. go drive around Beverly Hills and have a nosy at the houses. And yeah. I was like, fair. And go and see something at the Hollywood Bowl. That's yeah. A, that's a really... That's a, that's a strong itinerary. Yeah, as, yeah for an, our first time we're in LA, she didn't say Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah. She didn't say Hollywood Boulevard. She didn't say Santa Monica. Like, I was like, do you know what, Tor? Yeah. Solid. Yeah. All good ideas. <laughs> what, I tell you what's not maybe the best idea... 
It's Frankie thinks that they should get tattoos. <laughs> They're going to get matching tattoos. And then she goes, this is a bird or a, a feather. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, are you going to give us a, a meaning behind it? Maybe a story. It's a bird or a feather. Just, <laughs> just like that feather, that sentence just drifts off into the wind. <laughs> to the Santa Ana winds. Uh, I also noted I'm worried about Tor's brows. And I did like what Tor said about how she got excited because she saw a yellow school bus. And uh, that is actually weirdly something that you... You might say. It's, it's kind of exciting to see when you first get here. Yeah. Not, not when you get stuck behind one on the 101, <laughs> though. By the way, speaking of the Santa Ana winds, it was so windy around here today. I was sitting here doing some work in the house and I heard a crash and outside giant, you know, those really tall palm trees in my street, yeah. giant palm leaves just kept on falling down yeah. and crashing into things. The noise they make <laughs> is quite elaborate. No, it's been, it's been a day. Mm. Very gusty. So gusty. So gusty. Rainy, gusty. Oh. Should we go oh my record God. some music? <laughs> I've written here in all caps, gentlemen. <laughs> Same here. Let's let's swoop over it, just like that bird or a feather, <laughs> to Glenwood Studio in Burbank. And there we, we crash into them recording Gentlemen, which is one of the funniest songs to hear being recorded. <laughs> Luckily, we've got Vanessa giving us some, like that bird or a feather, just trilling around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gentle, gentle, so gentle. <laughs> This explains the American accents in the song. Yes, it's fully... A gentleman, so 1995, so hard. <laughs> of course they recorded this in LA. <laughs> yeah. the, the, I think the original, not the original, I think the released version also sounds hokey-cokey, but I wrote down that this recording sounded really hokey-cokey. Like the backing tr- track was literally like... <laughs> had like a hoedown quality. Um, I love this song. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> it's... it's it, it's almost Girls Aloud level of nonsense, which I really like. Yeah. It doesn't kind of make any sense. It's 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 missing maybe just a completely misplaced chorus or bridge for it to be a Girls Aloud song. It's a little too cohesive, but it's got that slight element of kind of, what are they talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but it's not bananas enough. No, it would, it would need to have three different concepts and t- three different musical styles in it. God, you know what? Notorious is such a good song. Mm. Imagine being out in LA and you heard Notorious come on. I'd fucking I'd I throw myself. I think there's on the only road. one place we could hear it and we can't go there anymore. Oh. So we won't say the name, but we did try and go to a club night yes. the other night and we went and lined up. The line was so big. And then we looked at the line and the people in it. Wow. Yeah. The peop the guy in front of us, now this is an <laughs> East LA, okay? This isn't Central. This isn't WeHo. The guy in front of us was wearing some Lululemon sweatpants. Not like cool sweatpants you'd wear. Like Lululemon. And then the other guy was wearing those weird, very flat-footed training sneaker shoes. Yeah, it was, it, was, oh. it was rough. So we're in the studio and Una and Molly sidle up to each other to have a very boring chat about... Just, you know, Una having not enough space at home. Yeah, we're going to go over exactly what we heard in the scene before. What I would love is if Tori and Frankie had also sidled up and they'd all just said the exact same things for the last scene. Mum can hear everything through the wall. We're going to get tattoos of birds. It's like, that's all the scene was. It's just more recapping of recapping. And then Molly, Molly says, oh, you need a night. We'll take Aoife. But I'm like, but that doesn't stop the yeah, place being Anne? crowded. Like, what? Yeah. The plan doesn't make sense. Well, because, yeah, they're implying that giving them a chance to have sex, but unless they had sex at the restaurant, well, I guess they could have done. Yeah. Meanwhile, 
a record a record exec a Q record exec Q record exec a record exec walks into the scene and puts both hands down on the table and leans over and says all right ladies and then we get what is possibly the funniest scene of this entire episode which is all, oh. the, all the gals together crowding around a mic doing the chorus of gentlemen which without any of the ad libs or any of the other music is the funniest thing i've ever heard <laughs> a gentleman is so 1995 so hard for a girl to find a real husband so hard to find this girl's just here quit it but then meanwhile there's a shot that monotone singing is contrasted with a shot to the studio glass of all the record record execs they're Going bananas. Yeah, they're, they're the doing engineers. Like, over enthusiastic <laughs> dancing is so embarrassing. Yeah, it's, I, I felt I felt so British in that moment watching it. Ooh. I was like, Ooh. through the lens of this show, I, I I put my UK kind of cringeometer glasses back on, which I think I've largely got rid of since I've lived here. Mm-hmm. I stand for so much shit that I never would have stood for back in the UK here. Just wow. the amount of weird small talk I do with strangers that I enjoy. <laughs> I go out of my way to talk to people now because I'm so happy to. It's not good. Just just have a little chit chat. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's, blah, 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 blah. it's like, shut up. Oh, yeah. Where are we going next? We're going up, up, up. Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> we are going ho- Halloween, Halloween, Hollywoodween, Halloween shopping. Mm. Because the gals, they've got a Maroon 5 Adam Levine party to go to. Well, thank God Adam, the management coordinator, is there to drop that in the most subtle way possible. Hi, girls. Okay, so here we are at the Halloween shop. We've got to get your outfits for the Maroon 5 Adam Levine Halloween party. It's like, Adam, you need to manage and coordinate your acting skills because they ain't good, my friend. He really dragged this whole episode down for me. He had a re- he's got a real energy suck, that guy. Oh, we'll talk about his outfit <laughs> later when the girls are dressing up. Oof. Oof. Okay, Oof, so he then, there's this whole made up thing of, okay, girls, so you should be matching, but not too sexy because you want to get attention for the right things. Yeah. Like, what? What's, what are you doing? So then, Adam definitely wrote his own dialogue for this scene. It wasn't good. Yeah. So then supposedly Adam, not from, not, not Levine, this Adam from the management coordinator, he then supposedly picks out outfits for the girls to try on. Yeah. So they're like marching band outfits, which actually, well, yeah, this is the, this is the first, yes. The, the, the first kind of piece of mise-en-scene that we see. Yes. <laughs> mise-en-scene. All, all the girls come out in these nutcracker outfits. And again, Adam's acting skills brought down the girls acting skills in this scene. And they were like, Adam, what are you going to do? Why are we dressed like this? Those outfits weren't bad. They looked pretty good. Yeah. I like that they were different kind of varieties. There was like a cat suit and a and it was all kind of different styles, which yeah. was kind of fun. It did feel like a girl band outfit. I think they should have just gone for it. But then here we get kind of what I have described as the worst thing I've ever seen, the worst scene I've ever seen on a reality show. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to do kind of like almost like a movie montage, you know, trying on outfits, trying on costumes. So we get kind of a a quick selection of just these clearly just <laughs> ragtag costumes that they've thrown together to make them for this to be fun. What, who's wearing what? I've got, I've written down quite a few of the looks. Okay. We've got Vanessa. Well, they, they, at one point they wear some racing outfits, Vanessa in a sexy snow white, Una in fun poison Ivy outfit. Yes. Molly is a sailor. Pretty good. Yeah. And then 
Una's Pocahontas? Yeah, a real quick flash of Una as in a Pocahontas outfit, which I was really Uh-oh. disturbed by. There was also an incredibly quick flash of Rochelle wearing, because she wore a racing driver outfit, which was just like a, a, like a dress, and it didn't really make any sense. But then there was a really quick shot. Do you see where she was in the red, shiny racing suit? Oh. It was like a, it was a full-on like jumpsuit with like, I think it was like PVC. And she looked amazing oh, really? and she should have just like made them all dress in that because she looked so good because wow. she's so statuesque it looked really good on her so statuesque oh and then and that's from so statu- <laughs> give me a clue give me a clue <laughs> well the, the singing style should have given it away so tall and statuesque welcome to Berlin. Oh, i was gonna say victoria beckham <laughs> Um, and then the gals are like, I think we should take matters into our own hands. Yeah. And at this point, I wrote, are we about to start a sewing challenge? Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were about to all go to the next room and just whip up their own outfits. I would have liked if we had inexplicably returned to uh, 24-7 format in here. And as they closed the curtains, the curtains had opened on an exclusive performance of like <laughs> of gentlemen with them dressed in these different outfits. Oh my God, wait a minute. But they're all dressed as different gentlemen. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that would have been so much better. For some reason, I'm imagining like, I don't know, Molly dressed as like Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> just got that in my head. That I'm would d- look really funny. I'm definitely thinking of like... Um, Vanessa with a mustache. Yes, Vanessa is like a gangster with a mustache. Yeah. Molly is Benjamin Franklin. I don't know why. I just want to see their hair in a colonial wig. Um, I'm struggling to think of anything else that gets classed as gentlemen. Mm. Well, Una could flip her Pocahontas into a problematic male Native American figure. That's true. Anyone else? (laughs) Don't know. I think that's kind of it. Yeah. Wait, did you have one for Rochelle? Uh, Instead of Jasmine, she could do Aladdin. <laughs> oh yeah, she wasn't a Jasmine outfit at one point. Yeah. And then, well, he, Adam said it's Jasmine, and it was definitely Belle. It was like slutty Belle. Okay, she can do Beast then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, that scene was fucking shit. <laughs> and then I'm gonna I'm gonna do what give Rochelle some credit that I I often often do give to I think she does this the best. I think this is a great piece of acting technique, which you're told to always be, you know, when you're entering a scene, always be kind of wrapping up another conversation, which makes it feel more realistic. And she just goes, oh, I wish I bought those shoes now. That's it. I know. <laughs> so they're walking, Molly and Rochelle are walking into Una's gaff. Yeah. And Rochelle says, oh, I wish I bought those shoes now. And, and then Molly says, yeah, no. Consummate actress. That really is. She knows how to enter a scene. It's really, it's really smart. Very good. Ben talks about how he wants to steal Una away for the night. And he's sitting in a shaft of sunlight in a white kind of muscle top, uh, tight top. And I said, Ben's hot. Sorry. Oh, yes. He, he's all in white, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, looks good. He does look good. Long, yeah, I wrote long sleeve and cargo pants. He does look good. Yeah. He does look as if he's about to shoot a music video on a beach. Yeah. Or do an engagement video at a sandals resort. Yeah, or do taekwondo. Yes, he does look good. You're right. And then he he drops in some of his comedy chops because they get up to leave. And uh, as they're walking out, baby girl Eva Bell kind of starts to kind of slightly cry. And you just hear him in the background. He goes, seriously, let's go. It's like, oh, all right, bud. But wait, before they get up to go. So I've got to point out. So first of all, all three gals in this scene are in dresses. Do you notice that? I didn't. I was okay. so angry from the costume scene from before I couldn't see anything. I love how Molly and Rochelle and Una, they've all just like casually, we're just wearing dresses today, <laughs> which I really appreciated. 
So Ben, he's got a good line here. He says, so they all sit down. So I spent all day with one of my favorite girls. So I want to, baby girly for Belle. So I want to steal away my other one and spend an evening with you. And then Una, not Una, Molly and Rochelle go, oh, oh. Ben, that's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> This is this episode is this is the creme brulee gone flat from last episode. No, creme brulees don't go flat. What's the thing that goes flat? Souffle. Souffle. <laughs> That's what this episode is. This is a popped withered souffle. It's just everyone going. Oh. <laughs> well, talking of that, we talking to, of flat souffles, should we go to the Shamrock Tattoo Parlor? Yeah, Mark Mahoney's Shamrock Tattoo. So this place, I think, is actually kind of famous. Yeah, it's like one of those. I think for a while it was like the classic, if you're like from the UK or Irish and you're in LA, this is where you go. It's on sunset. Let's get a tat. Oh yeah. Mark Mahoney knows what he's doing, especially when it comes to licensed images. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Frankie and Tor are going to get matching doves. So as a reference image, Mark Mahoney has a Shutterstock image with the watermark oh, on yeah. it. Don't forget, <laughs> really important to say, a watermarked, non-watermark removed Shutterstock image of a dove. And I would I would give a million, billion pounds if he accidentally put the, the Shutterstock watermark into the tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a really good tattoo. <laughs> yeah. So should we talk about the tattoo, please? Oof. It's not great. <laughs> so it is a dove on this sort of ankle bottom of foot mm. area. It's got a lot of black shading. Yes. It's got white highlights. Yes. And I've just written here from my own tattoo experiences. It's That's a very sore place to get. Because yeah. any tattoo where you're on the bone. Yeah. Ooh. There's, there's, there's too much shading and highlighting yeah. in it. it. That's what really, I think like a simple outline would actually look but then that's also how things look now isn't it and i'm being maybe being a little i'm judging this not in the time machine i feel like it's all like everything now is all kind of like more simple lines and shapes whereas yeah, this probably. was the time of like shading shading and making it look realistic i guess so because you know me i'm always up on tattoo trends yeah tat trends you've seen this tiny little earring that i have the most exciting thing i've ever done in my life <laughs> ding, ling, ling, ling. so you know it's just like a nice Sister bonding moment. Oh, blah, blah, was it hurting? Oh, uh. Then we got a real, to use an industry term and a term that works for Frankie's name, a Frankenbite of an interview. Did you hear this from her? No. This is was this, a, is this when the phone starts ringing? No, this is pre that. So she's just kind of talking about like how it's nice to have a sister in town. And she literally says, even though I'm in the biggest girl band in England, I'm glad that I've got my sister here with me. It was completely like... 10,000 10, different interviews. And I was like, how did we not get that? Yeah. Like that, you think if you're going to shoot the scene and then you're doing the interviews, how do we not just get a line that she's happy that her sister's there? Just Skype her. Yeah. <laughs> get her to record it on a Blackberry. Yeah. <laughs> Send it over BBM. Yeah. A BBM voice note. Oh, Ping. Ping. <laughs> We're talking of phone technology. We now get a fake phone sound effect. Yeah. And, oh, oh, dad's calling. It's almost as if he knew... Yeah, I don't, time difference wise, I wasn't buying that one. No, that's not calling. <laughs> it, looked, like, it looked a little late in the day for dad to be calling, in my opinion. Shall we go on a date? Oh, let's. 
Now, have you got your charity wristband? Purple. (laughs) (laughs) Snap on that purple charity wristband. I'm sure it's some kind of rugby charity. So it is... (laughs) Rugby balls for kids or something. I don't know. Una and Ben on a date. I couldn't work out where they were. They didn't do an exterior, did they? No, I couldn't work it out either. Just so you know, it's 106 days since they've been married. I was trying to fit that into 30 days. I couldn't Three do it. Three months. <laughs> it's six days. Oh, wow. <laughs> I wrote here, they actually seem happy in this scene. Yes. I, I think I think the same. They actually came off kind of much more at ease with each other, but more at ease on camera, I guess, is also part of it, isn't it? Because there's such a there's such an awkward British element to people being on reality shows that they can't handle, they can't act like themselves. But mm. felt like they'd relaxed into it maybe because they were drinking. But I, I, I mean, there's a very chunky glass uh, purple candle holder on the table. Did you see well, that? Well, that's how the scene starts. We, we panned up from it, didn't we? Like yeah. a sensual music video. <laughs> this this venue looks very 2000 and whatever this was. Mm-hmm. It's all kind of, it's all flame flames in the background and purple neon lights. In yeah, it's just got a real vibe. <laughs> Talking of vibes, let's talk about Una's necklace. Oh, I didn't notice her necklace. She's wearing one of those like chain link necklaces. Mm. I did see it. I liked it. Yeah. It looked kind of, it had kind of a, almost a gay, gay kind of bare S&M aesthetic, which I liked. Oh, I hadn't thought about it that way. <laughs> yeah. I've also written here Una's hair and I don't know what that means. It looks really, I, yeah. Having watched this one fresher, her hair did look really good. Oh. Very, very shiny and glossy. And they're talking about how they first met. He said, I knew you were the one, blah, blah, blah. It's all very sincere. They actually seem happy. And then her phone starts ringing. And this is really great because Una, the phone clearly was ringing because Una didn't know what to do with it. So she, she goes to pick up, she puts it to her ear. Then she pulls it away because she's clearly <laughs> thinking, I'm on camera. Sh- should I be doing loudspeaker? <laughs> should I be speaking? Because they do actually make her go and stand somewhere else. Like, because when we cut back to her, she's standing in a different shot on the phone. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> so it's it's the gals. It's Rochelle and Molly. And uh, she's basically, I think she calls them, doesn't she? She says she wants to check in on them. Mm. Yeah. Maybe that's what she, it is. She wants to check in on them. And as she calls, it's pretty funny. They they cut to the penthouse and they're kind of making baby girl Eva crawl. And she just falls onto her face <laughs> and starts crying. And then we get some real wacky, wacky, wackadoodle scene where baby Eva girl, baby girl Eva Bell's crying. Molly's trying to keep her quiet. And Rochelle's going, oh, everything's fine. And she's like, bounce her up and down, Molly. I was like, well, these girls are having fun, aren't they? Where's Anne? Where is Anne? She's in like, she's at like precinct. Downtown. <laughs> she's not your mom. She's mom. in WeHo. She's <laughs> by herself. Where would Anne love in LA, do you think? Like somewhere where she could get a nice meal, a nice drink. <laughs> I don't, I, I actually, I, I honestly don't know. Nadine's Irish Mist? Mm, R.I.P. Actually, Anne would have a blast at a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, she'd, she'd like Casita del Campo, actually. Yeah. She'd love that. But she'd order not Mexican food. She'd yeah. get very confused. Yeah, of course. Yeah, she'd be like, <laughs> oh, can I get the paella? Something. <laughs> okay, so... This whole scene is also set to literal wacky sitcom music. Like, it's full on, like, Three's Company, like, full, like a 70s American sitcom. It's like... Glee! So it's the next day. The next day. Now, this scene's confusing because... Molly and Rochelle come over to, I don't know what's going on here. Molly and Rochelle come over to Una's. Yeah. But where's baby girl Aoife Bell been? 
yeah, this is meant to be, this is just, just filmed at a different time. So they, because we obviously never got the footage of them coming home and actually getting Baby Girl for Belle. So it's just the two of them coming over and Una's holding Baby Girl for Belle. Yeah. So it's just them coming in. So who, yeah, how did the handover happen? Was... They just left the baby with production? And, and again, where is Anne? <laughs> Anne? Well, maybe Anne was just there and that's why that, well, they just didn't want to explain oh, it. She's hung over from the margs at yeah. Casita del Campo. <laughs> Una in this scene is dressed like she's in Greece. <laughs> she's wearing like a leather waistcoat and oh. has her like hair up in a quiff translation pompadour. Yeah, she's she's doing a real like greaser look for some reason. I've written here, all their hair is so done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this feels like it was done on another day where there was something else happening. I think I think in episodes nine and ten we're gonna see that that greaser look again. Nothing much happens. No. <laughs> Other than being like, so in a did you have a good night then? Yeah. Wah, wah, and, then wah, wah, wah. and this running joke that baby girl Aoife Bell prefers Rochelle. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and as per my notes, this is fucking awful. Because in a previous scene, Rochelle describes Molly's hands as scary. Yes. Because <laughs> she goes to, like, hold baby girl Aoife Bell and she cries. Okay, let's go to Venice Beach. Fuck, this episode is full of almost one minute scenes <laughs> like it is actually is, it's packed with nothing it's mm-hmm. the most it's like a oh we've got a big scene coming up oh well we we end on a big scene yeah. absolutely so we get some great uh uk drivel about being uh, in venice ben says oh looks like baywatch you know look at the towers and una goes yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> guys we're on camera. Let's be dynamic. <laughs> so they're on Venice Beach. It's Ben, Baby Girl, Aoife, Belle, and Una. There's some paps. Yeah. And they're real. Because, yeah, their faces were blurred out, weren't they? Yeah, so, but that makes sense. Yeah. Because, I don't know, the Daily Mail outpost might be wanting to yeah. get some pictures of them from back in the UK. <laughs> the Daily Mail outpost. Yeah. <laughs> so he says it's the first time at the beach with Baby Girl, Aoife, Belle. Yeah, they sit down at, they sit down at a pre, pre-prepared... <laughs> area with a little umbrella yeah i really liked Eva baby girl for bell's beach wear no, she, she, looked, she just looked adorable she had this little hat on and she looked adorable uh, i've written here there's so much talking about the current situation so oh so it's so great to be at the beach i'm at the beach with you because yeah. you're at the beach it's nice to be at the beach we're the three of us currently at the beach nice to be a family at the at beach, beach yeah. first time at the, the beach. beach yeah thanks i'm glad you i'm glad you waited for me to come to the, the beach. beach yeah Something we could do together, coming to the beach as a family. Una's got kind of a rope hairband in her hair. Noticed that, because oh. I was so bored with the rest of the scene. And I said, Ben looks great. He's wearing a granddad top. Remember ben. those with the buttons that came up the middle there? Oh, that was called a granddad was top. Was it? Yeah. Available That's in top good man. in the heat, because you could unbutton a cup of it too hot. So Ben says that he's very proud of Una and the girls. I believe him. And then he suggests that maybe he could be a kept man. Yeah. She Uh-oh. And she goes, oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> and the scene ends they pull out the end up to a wide shot and you can see a beach trash can <laughs> you know there's like metal ones yeah. let's pop this whole episode in there shall we <laughs> <laughs> apart from that scene of them recording gentlemen let's extract that and pop the rest of the episode in there i don't know because we are at the big one now we it's halloween and let's get ready for a big night out. <laughs> yeah, I've described this as we limp into uh, <laughs> Halloween glam. Oh. We see different shots of the girls' faces with a shit ton of makeup being pl- applied to their faces. Hairs being teased to the high heavens. We still don't know what costumes they're going to do. What could it possibly be? I don't know. So big, big hair. We've got sort of superhero drag makeup being mm. done. Molly's getting her hair done and she says... Is it going to be that messy at the top? Oh, okay. 
<laughs> then Molly says, LA, get ready for Halloween. Saturday, Saturday style. style. So oh, thanks. <laughs> We need to talk about Adam. <laughs> like, like we need to talk about Kevin, the movie. Yes. We need to talk about Adam. So Adam is wearing, this is management consultant, consult, whatever. <laughs> He's wearing black pants, black tee, trousers. black feather. Oh yeah, sorry. Black, black trousers, black tee. <laughs> black feather wings, and then a black fluffy bouncy halo. Mm. And then he's got black eyeliner all around his eyes. Like it's just like panda style makeup. Now I did go as an angel for Halloween most recently. And uh, this wasn't, this wasn't it. Yeah. (laughs) This is also like a dark angel. Oh, Adam. Yeah. Like, like I said, I find Adam's presence quite a a drain on my resources (laughs) on screen. So I was, I felt it was right that he was a, a dark angel sucking the soul out of me. So one at a time, <laughs> the gals trot out to reveal their outfits. <gasps> what are they going to be? So Una comes out as a gorgeous devil, a sort of Jessica Rabbit short, mm. but short dress version. Yes. Vanessa, Vanessa devil, she comes out with big black boots and mm. she's got devil horns, but horns on horns. She has hair horns. Hair horns and she devil horns. hair horns and devil horns. She's double yeah. horning. Then Rochelle comes out and she's got a pointy tail. And then Molly comes out and she's like bunches devil. She's got pigtails. And then <laughs> sweet Frankie devil. comes out as sort of electrocuted devil. I like I like Frankie's look the best. She kind of looked like a <laughs> like Bridget Nielsen. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She had a real Bridget Nielsen quality. I enjoyed it. I've written here. They look great. They look really good. They look very glossy. Yeah. It was it was a very cohesive look, which I know cohesive. was important for old Adam Dark Angel. Solid idea. Solid idea. Cohesive. Very sexy. Kind of sleek. Mm-hmm. Uh, not tacky. They were slutty, but they still looked... It looked high-end slutty. It didn't look cheap slutty, I mm-hmm. thought. It looked, it looked, they all looked really good. I'm just going to just go to the soundboard here, and I'm just going to slowly turn up the rumblings of All Fired Up, because <laughs> that's what's going on in the background. And then this is my favorite moment when Adam's like, okay, we'll take a picture. And did you see what they did? They were like, all oh, just kind of standing around. And they, he was like, we'll take a picture. And they snapped into attention. They rearranged themselves <laughs> into a formation and all posed. And I was like, is this... Are they... Do they have a special place they always stand in? I think they do like a thing with, with that always has Vanessa in the middle. Because they, they, they got into that formation quick. And I think it's because Una and Rochelle are both pretty tall, tall, tall gals. So they need to always be at the end. So I think it always goes Una and Rochelle at the ends. And then Molly and Frankie and then Vanessa oh, in the middle. Good. I was a little annoyed though that Adam didn't stand further back. I wanted like full length. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean... The, the pixel quality on whatever <laughs> Galaxy Samsung flip phone he was using back in then is we're never going to see that again, are yeah. we? And then Adam Adam cues Molly. He says, "We all make the party." And then Molly says, "We make the party super naughty." <laughs> Thanks, guys. Oh. <laughs> and then they they trot off to the party and they say, "Wonder if there'll be any hot vampires there." So I'm guessing, is this end, like end of the Twilight era, 2013? <laughs> well, I thought, what a great opportunity to show us footage of the glamorous Adam Levine Maroon 5 uh, Halloween sorry. party. Can't, no, can't, can't film. film. Can't, can't film. film. Great. Not even a Pat picture we saw. Great. Perfect. Really oh. good use of good use of it. Didn't need it, because we've got that... Well, first of all, we don't have that Shutterstock account, because we know that from, you know, the tattoo. And we got the, the photo on the, the Samsung Galaxy, you know, whatever. 
I was, I knew we weren't going to go to the party because I knew we were running out of time, but I was still annoyed when it happened. I thought there might be a rivals. That's what, I th- that's what I meant by pap shots. I was like, can we not even see them walking in? Mm. Like see the party from the outside would have been fine. Maybe with, I guess if they made it now, they would have had iPhone footage from inside and yeah. some nice actual high quality iPhone pictures. But alas, why would we do that in an episode where so much has already happened? <laughs> Okay, next time on Chasing the Saturdays, the gals are playing at the Roxy. Yeah. Bet when it was built, they never thought they'd see the likes of the Saturdays on their stage. <laughs> Rock legends. <laughs> I'll find up about feeling alive. <laughs> There's a cake tasting going on. Yeah. Don't know what that's for. No, I didn't understand that We've whatsoever. Baby girl, if a bell's been christened, we've had yeah. that cake. There's no occasions left. We've got uh, Rochelle, Ro- Rochelle, Rochelle threatening to go home. Yeah, to Pete Lorraine. He goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got Vanessa singing into a bottle of water that's got a sports cap. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we've got a potential nodule situation and she's doing a, she's doing that really intense bit from Ego. And when it's time for you to come back down from where we started. And she goes, where we <laughs> So we see her trot to the doctor and she's wearing a hat. <laughs> Wow. Thank God episode nine is going to have something in it. Do you think that was them teasing episode nine and ten? Because if that stuff stretched over two episodes, Ben, I am going to kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> it will be Adam from management co- coordination. I just I just don't know how they managed to fit in that cake tasting. <laughs> this, <laughs> this episode. It's so funny that you're such a downer on it because I wrote... You had a great time. <laughs> I wrote hashtag solid satsep. This, was, this episode was awful. It was like a... Wow. It was just... So many wafer thin layers. It was a. It was. It was the wafers. It was just full all wafers. Okay, hashtag wafers. That's <laughs> hashtag, hashtag wafers. But yeah, but it never. There was never enough layers to make it have any density, okay. in my opinion. Okay. <laughs> Shall we do your gentleman rating system? Yes. Now we're starting to really get into some <laughs> some strange territory here. Okay, so we are, of course, the star of this episode, the song Gentleman. In the rap, they list lots of different men that are gentlemen. Yeah. And we're going to be rating out of five somethings. We've done Larry King, Kellen Lutz, Denzel Washington, Robert Patterson, Obama, Lamar Odom, and Ludacris. Wow. And today we're going to be rating out of Channing Tatum's. Oh. So how many Channing Tatum's do you give this episode? Two. I'm giving this one 1. 1.5. Oh, wow. I was furious. Yeah. This was whack. And I'm really worried about the next two episodes. <laughs> I think we're going to get... A, yeah, I think I think we're going to be fine in episode 10. I know, what, I know what the issue is. It's that the last two episodes were in the UK. So my forensic detail, da, was just at a, a 10. <laughs> so I was taking in, you know, a buckle of a shoe here, a stranger in the background, a <laughs> scarf there, a bus, bus thing there. A closed-down pub. Yeah, a closed-down pub. So I, I was really in the details. Whereas now we're back to LA and the girls are really struggling to... I mean, they, they were packing a lot into that UK trip and now we're back in LA. We're really yeah. at a loose end. <laughs> there are no shots of a, a tandoori restaurant no. in the background for us to talk about. No, it's, it's it, the, the shots are too glamorous. The content is barely there so as ever thank you for listening you get an episode of chasing the saturdays or your welcome america presents chasing the saturdays every week you get your welcome america prime <laughs> every other week and that's it yeah you're welcome you know that there's magic in this city feels like i'm somebody else's life bye You are right.
Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go and buy Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table.